back to another FACT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, in this week's episode, I thought I would deal deal with something that uh, is constantly, and I mean every day, I'll either get this question or I will have to be in a session of counseling, counseling somebody on this question and that is what do we do when there's chaos what do we do when things are going wrong what do we do when it's raining cats and dogs on your life you know how do you make sense out of chaos and how do you survive through chaos and uh, I thought I would share just a little bit I've personally had some big changes you know had the divorce um, had you know the divorce and marriage, but also the divorce and businesses. Had some uh, business partners and things went awry. Of course, I'm still standing. And, uh, you know, the truth has all come out. But that's usually what happens. But, again, you know, it's not the bad mouth that. Because it probably would have broke up no matter what. You know, whether it's a divorce or a bad business arrangement. Or, you know, you're in at a school or a job that's not working out for you and you end up moving on, it's going to happen eventually. It was set up to happen eventually. If you find that you got fired and you're trying to make sense of that, you're a good employee, what is going on? A lot of times it has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with the other party. And I want to reiterate that. You know, if you take your time and diagnose it a little bit, analyze it, assess it, get a piece of of, uh, paper out and get your pen out, get your red crayon and start writing some things down. You'll be shocked that this, you know, figure out that this was going to happen anyway. It was all meant to be that way. And you were just delaying the inevitable. So what do you do when chaos is coming down? My health is bad, my, you know, my business is bad. I lost my pickup truck. There's fighting at home. I sound like a old classic country uh, song. But there are some things you can do. Um, I've been working with the public since I was a teenager. I started, uh, you know, doing personal training when I was a young kid. I was a manager of a gym um, at age 18. Um, You know, always working with the public. I've always had that kind of job. I never worked in a cubicle. I worked in, you know, physical therapy where people were really sick and hurting and in pain. Some of them dying. And, you know, just working with those people that are in the middle of the chaos. Imagine having pain, trying to just, you know, go to therapy to get some relief of the pain. And knowing that the end's near. You know, everything that you worked for seemingly is blown up. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They get caught up in thinking that this explosion of chaos, the poop storm, if you will, is so negative. It's so bad. I can't overcome it. I can't tell you how many patients, how many humans I've worked with, not dozens, probably hundreds since I've been working with the public. So, you know, over over three decades that, you know, when bad things happen and, you know, they automatically freak out. 
So I'm going to go through some maybe some steps that will help you in the process of making some sense or at least ready for this getting through the chaos. Sometimes there will never be an answer. You can try to analyze what happened. You can try to figure it out. And if you spend all that time trying to figure it out, you're really wasting your time. The answer, if it's plain, will come up to the surface either days from now, weeks from now, years from now. And I mean years. I've had things come up 30 years later. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I, there's no way I could have avoided this. I, I wasn't even part of the equation. And I thought maybe I was the main culprit, you know, the main, the main person driving this decision or this action. And you find out you had nothing to do with it or could not have controlled any of it. And that has happened in my own life. And I've seen it happen in hundreds of others. So I'll save you a little time and we'll just go through some things that are constant and help the people to get through you know this chaos you know this is what they do number one making sense out of chaos the number one thing to do is stop and breathe a lot of times we get wrapped up in anxiety we have a panic attack we are like hamsters in a wheel going around and around and around what you do is got to jump off that treadmill jump out of that hamster wheel and just breathe. I know it sounds trite. I know it sounds new agey, but I'm telling you, you need to stop and think. I tell some people to just go for a walk. There's many times I can share this when something really, you know, out of the ordinary was happening to me and I had no control over the situation. I used to go for walks. And I remember when I was going through Kairos practice school, I had some things happen. And I remember during that summer, school wasn't in session, and I stayed here in Minnesota. I'm like, why do I want to try to go home for four weeks? You know, it's more expensive to go home for four weeks than just stay here. So I just went for walks, and I went, you know, sometimes I would go for three long walks a day just to break up my mind and focus on other things. Stop and breathe. Get off the treadmill. Get out of the hamster wheel. Now, that doesn't mean you're ignoring it. I didn't say ignore it, but you need to stop because you can't engage those anatomical parts of our brain that have insight, wisdom, critical thinking, problem solving. We can't even engage those parts when we're loaded with stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol and we're engaging that reptilian, that flight that fight or flight um, survival mechanism in our brain. You can't even engage it when you're full of anxiety. You can't think clearly. I always tell couples when I'm doing some couples counseling is, you know, if you're mad, if you're angry, lonely, tired, hungry, stop, fix that issue. If you're angry, go for a walk. If you're hungry, get something to eat. Even if it means you leave, and I'm not a big fast food guy, but go get some fast food. I don't care. Get something in your stomach. You know, do, if you're lonely, go work out in a crowded gym. You know, if you're tired, take a nap and then engage in that conversation that's going to lead to an argument. That's probably some of the best things you can do. Think about it. The second thing you can do 
is look at what you need to do versus what you want to do or what others want you to do. You may get some advice and people say, go do this, go do that. And then if you write it down on paper and say, okay, should I do this? Find out if that's really practical at this time. It may be practical a week from now, a month from now, a quarter from now, next year. But is it practical at this time? Figure out what you need to do right now. And a lot of times that's just work out, eat, sleep, go to your job, go to your classes if you're a student. That is what you need to do. Come home and take care of your house. If you're, uh, in, I call it a domestic engineer, someone who takes care of the home while another partner goes out and, and brings home uh, the financials, you take care of the home so they can do that. Nothing wrong with being a house husband or a housewife or a house partner, but do your next thing. If you have a project, oh, I was going to clean the kitchen, I was going to clean the oven, do it. Sometimes it's your basics like drink water, get something to eat, take a shower, get dressed. Sometimes those basics are the most important things you can do to avoid depression and anxiety. I tell people, get up, same time. When you're freaking out, take a shower, get ready like you're going to go to church or you're going to a party or you're going to an interview. Really, get dressed up. You know, if you wear makeup, put on makeup. If you're a guy, make sure you're showered, your hair is clean, you're shaved. If your hair is long, go get a haircut and then get ready and get ready. Well, I'm just going to sit around. I got fired from my job. You still want to get yourself in the best physical frame of mind if you have to get up early go for a run go to the gym for a workout and then you know get yourself ready for the day do it do what you really need to do next if you have to go grocery shopping get some groceries into the house you know write down a meal plan for that week what you're going to eat that'll take your mind off of the lost relationship or the lost job or the chaos going on at work or around or your profession or whatever, socially, economically. Do those things. Take, and you'll be surprised at how your thinking becomes clearer by doing those basics. Become brilliant at basics, I always say to people. Brilliant at basics. How are you doing with your meal prep? How are you dealing with your sleep? How are you dealing with your hygiene? And that includes sleep hygiene, how you're sleeping. Go to bed early if you are tired. Take naps. You know, make sure you're showering all the time. And, and people who get depressed and, and get anxiety tend to lay around. And the anxiety people, you know, just full of anxiety and they're like frozen and can't do things. And depressed just lay around. I'm saying get into the shower. You're, you'll get wet, throw some soap on you, and you'll move to the next stage. Others may want you to do a hundred different things. Do your basics first. Other ways you can make sense out of chaos, get through chaos. Number three, understand that you've been given a great gift. Fred, I just lost my job. I just lost my marriage. I just, this happened. This is happening. It's a great time for reflection. I can't tell you how many people who've had chaos going on in their lives and they do not use this as a time of reflection. When, you know, the poop is hitting the fan, when it's raining cats and dogs on your life, that is when you take the time 
to slow down, breathe, get yourself ready for the day, and sit down and reflect on what's going on. Maybe you shouldn't have that job anyway. Maybe that relationship, that marriage, that business partnership, that business was not what it was. Maybe it was that you created a lot of fantasy. Maybe the best part of that relationship was you and the movie you created in your own head. You weren't getting enough objective findings. You weren't paying attention to what was really going on. You weren't paying attention enough to what really was going on. You were, as they say, shining it up and putting pearls on pigs. And for people who don't know what that means, it just means you were the best part of the relationship. You shined up all the bad parts of the person and, you know, overlooked the stuff that was coming down the pike. That means it was going to happen anyway. When you're with a jerk, a jerk's a jerk. And sometimes we get stuck in those patterns. This is the time for reflection. When chaos is happening, take a step back and breathe. If you read The Art of War, ancient book on how to fight wars, which can carry over to business, relationship, lives. That's basically what it says. When it looks like you're overwhelmed, that's when you sit back and you don't get caught up in attacking or running away. You take a few moments to figure out a solution. Number three, this is a time for reflection. Number four, making sense out of chaos. Be mindful of your options. This is the most important. Fred, what does that mean? Well, let's go through the squares, and you've seen this in many business models, but I just want to go through it. You have to determine what is urgent and important. Important, but not urgent. Not important, but urgent. Not important, not urgent. Okay, let me go through these slowly. Things that are urgent and important. These are things you need to do right now to handle things. Okay, if you lose your job, go to unemployment, fill out the forms, get your CV and resume put together and get it out. That is your job, to put together that resume and get it out. It's so easy now. Back in my day, and I'm aging myself, we had to do everything in mail. So you typed up your resume on a typewriter, got that put together, and then you mailed it out with a cover letter to people you're thinking about having jobs. Now they have websites where you just upload all your employment information, your CV, your resume, and bang, you know, it's sent out. Much easier nowadays. There's no excuse. Turn off Netflix and get things done. Look around your house. Maybe you really need to make some phone calls. Call your credit card, say you lost your job. Call your credit cards and say, hey, I'm gonna miss next month's payment. Can you give me some grace? All of them will give you grace if you call before the due date. All of them will give you grace. All of them. You're surprised to hear that. Do it. Make the phone calls you need to do. Tell your landlord, hey, rent's gonna be a week late. I'm good, you know, this is what happened to me. You know, if it's a marriage or whatever, what's what is urgent and important is dealing with kids if you have kids sit down with them love on them take them to the park more you need to pour more love into them when there's chaos going on at home you do it's not about you you made the decision to have kids go after it 
and that's and work on yourself. So you have to figure out what is urgent and important. And you'd be shocked because the next one is what's important but not urgent. And this is usually someone else's ideas. ideas. Fred, you know, you should do this. You should do that. Susie, you should do this. You should do that. And I'm like, okay, sit down, write it out, and say, wow, that seems important. It really seems important that I should go talk to a financial advisor and do this. No, 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 no. That's the other person's idea. You'll get to it. So this is a good example of something where you say not yet. It is important, but it's not urgent. Because here's the thing. You have to do the important things first. If chaos is going on, if you're bleeding, you have to stop the bleed. You have to plug up the wound. If the dike is leaking, you have to put your finger in it. You have to fix the dam. The water's coming in. That's the most important. If water's coming in your basement, get your wet vac out and you have to mop it up. You have to, you have to vac it up. You have to, there's something going on. If there's a fire in your house, yeah, it's important next time to have fire insurance and make sure that the fire, the smoke detectors work. You have time for that. You got to grab your kids and your dog and get out the door. So determine what is one urgent and important, important and not urgent. And you can make a list and it can, and that list can change. It's not written in stone. If you write it down, write it on paper, write it in pencil. If you can erase it, if you want to just write it down and you'd be shocked. Then the next thing is what's not important, but urgent. This is always where someone is saying, you need to do this. You need to do this. Get the lawyer. You have to sue. You have to do this. Make the phone call. Send the nasty email. You need to do this. Well, that's not really important right now. Moving on in life, strengthening yourself socially, physically, emotionally, spiritually is the most important. The other pe person thinks it's urgent because they want to live through you and they want to feel good that they gave you great advice and that something happened because of it. Well, if you la lost your job, it may be urgent to get a lawyer and sue your uh, employer, but it's not important right now. So the answer is no, don't do it yet. You can come back maybe a year or two later, whatever the statute of limitations are, but you got to get yourself right-sided on your feet again. That's the most important in the middle of chaos. That's what you focus on. And after you've done that and you're moving forward again, you can go back and revisit that. Yeah, maybe I was treated unfairly. Um, you know, I'm going to talk to a lawyer about it in two weeks. Let me send some emails. Let me get a free 10-minute consult and see what they say. You know, you can do that. But that's usually not important at, the, at this time, at this time, but urgent. It's always someone else's idea. And the answer from you is no. Then the last one is not important and not urgent. And this is so, so fundamental. I see people doing this all the time in our society, especially with the pandemic and lockdown. We've lost sense of what's important and what's urgent and what's needed and what's wanted. We've lost all sense of up and down and right and left. When something's not important and not urgent, you strike it. Get rid of it. And that's and you see people do this. 
well, I really don't need to renew Netflix right now. I really don't need to renew this. I don't need to buy a new car. The car is good enough. You know, it's got another year in it. You know, that, just know, you know, find out what you need to do. You know, you don't have to go to that wedding that's two or three mile hours away drive. And, you know, they're, they're looking forward to seeing me, but I just lost my job, my family, my this, my that. What you need to do is focus on yourself and get yourself right-sided. Those things you just automatically just strike and simplify your life. This is how life gets simplified. Striking what's not important and not urgent. Just take it out of your life. Once that's simplified, then things start looking amazing for you. And what's one of the last things we can do, you know, when we're trying to make sense out of chaos, find someone to talk to. And that's just not friends. Get a coach. I've been life coaching for a long time right now. Um, beyond, you know, my friends and family and things I usually do. But find someone who's going to give you an opinion that makes sense. Unfortunately, there's so many psychologists and counselors now that just want to be someone's buddy for 150 bucks an hour. And that's just ridiculous. And it, it makes my, my hairs on my forearm stand at end. It makes me cringe to see people just taken aback and given bad advice. Find someone who gives you good advice. Some that makes sense. It may sound 180 degrees different than all the advice you're getting from your mom, your dad, your teachers, your preachers, your friends, the neighbor over the fence, but it'll strike you in your heart, in your soul, in your stomach, in your crawl as making sense. And that's the advice you should follow. And maybe you just need someone to vent to. But the honest truth is figuring out what's important, what's urgent, what's important but not urgent, and everything else you just lay to the wayside. When chaos is happening, take that time to reassess your life. I tell a lot of people when they come in, you know, my husband left me, my mom left me, my dog left me, my pickup truck, I got fired, whatever the classic country songs would talk about. And after you give them a little empathy, you say, yes, this is a time for you to reflect and make changes. You will have no better time than now to make changes. Every time it snows for the first time, everyone freaks out when they drive. It's a change in the weather. Use that time. Embrace that time when things change. Embrace it. I'm not saying look for chaos, but chaos always finds us. If you're in the human condition, something will happen that will give you a little chaos. Embrace it. Not that you're looking for chaos, but you're going to use this time to reflect and what you can do. I know that I've used several, several things that have happened to me just to sit back and say, oh my goodness, how could I have done things better? And when I write it out, I mean, write it out, I'm like, I couldn't have done anything better. I was working harder than they were, you know, bringing in more income. I was doing more things. 
I was the a great person, a great employee. I was a great partner. The, all those things matter. And just because someone gossips about you and has to spin lies and yarns, over time, when you're standing up and the dust settles, guess what? You're still there. And that's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing when you look back and say, wow, I was right about all these things. Now, it's not to, to bloat your ego, but what it is saying that if you take the time and if people are throwing their own chaos at you, get out of the way. Just get out of the way. They're clueless. And they will eventually figure out what happened. And if they don't, if it takes a decade or 20 years, 30 years, that's not your business. You're not responsible for how people feel about you and what they think about you. That's their own business. And if they can't figure it out, you can't reparent them. You can't get them to be a decent human being again. That's not your job. What you can do is pray for them, give them a little pity, and get out of the way. Because they're a train wreck coming to someone else's house soon. And it, karma, I really believe in balance, karma will balance everything out in the end. So when you're having chaos, you can be a little excited knowing that if you get through it, using some of these principles I talked about, the scales will balance and you will have good on the other side of it. And this has been another fact podcast.